Hello, people of the internet. This is Anna Recontour. And her editor, Katie. And we are here to answer questions about my new series, The Human Familiar. Uh, or I should say that's the name of the book. The series title is The Familiar and the Mage. It should be coming out soon. We're in, the edits are back. And the cover is almost done. So hopefully by the end of the week, guys. So you asked us some questions and we are going to answer them. And we promise none of them are any major spoilers. If you don't want to know anything about the book, we suggest holding off until after you've read it. But if you want a little sneak peek, this is a good chance without ruining anything plot wise. So the first question a fan asked was, will the book include a map of the world for location reference? Uh, Yes and no. I do have a map for the world and it's always a little bit in progress with me because I'm constantly adding things to the world as I need it kind of thing. But uh, I have, I want to say at least 80% of the world mapped out. Like I know where all the cities are and all that fun stuff. I will not probably put it into the book per se. Um, Putting the maps into the books always give me formatting issues like you would not believe but it is up on my website even now the work in progress map is up on the website so you can pull that up on your phone pull it up on your tablet what have you as you're reading and be able to follow along just fine we will say for book one you're not really going to need it they're they're pretty stationary in book one book two the void mage then you'll probably want to reference it but for book one you'll be fine Who is in charge of this world? A council? King? Who are the peacekeepers? Are there checks and balances in play based on familiars, like Avatar Lady Airbender? Rock beats fire, fire beats water, air beats rock, Avatar kicks everyone's butt. Uh, No, no Avatar uh, themes in this one. Uh, We actually have several different countries in this world, and each country is run a little bit differently. Um, Zagar, for instance, has an emperor, and the uh, Korkoran area does have its own government as well, but it's more kind of a, a democracy than anything else. You don't really see a lot of the politics on this when it comes to the governments. You're seeing more of the magical council side because they are the ones that have the most direct impact on the characters. Right. Well, this is completely different than the Kingmaker series where it was all the politics. This Think this as pure epic fantasy we were really aiming for a final fantasy theme for those of you who know what that game is um so yeah we've focused on the magic but even then politics are not really well they do play a part in book one but you'll find out is there a second moon there has to be something cool about the scenery second moon is always good or purple trees glowing flowers um, there are some fun parts about this world. I haven't found a really good place to introduce some of them yet, but for instance, there is one river that the characters will run across that is different colors. They call it the Rainbow River because the moss that grows in the river is different colors. Like there's lavenders and cyan blues and it's really pretty. So there's parts of the world that are really cool. And then there's you know, parts of it that are kind of typical. You, you see things like this in the world. That was it for world questions. We've got a couple of uh, familiar questions. 
Is there any limit to familiars? Do familiars match the mage? If so, to what degree? Are familiars found, conjured, earned? They are not conjured. Um, They are earned in the sense that you have to have a certain amount of magical schooling and ability and talent to be able to summon a familiar. So I guess earned in that sense. And there's no limit to how many familiars you can have. But think of it this way. Familiars are extremely overprotective of their mage. Why would you want to surround yourself by multiple creatures that are going to be overprotective and literally will yank you different directions depending on how they feel that you should be protected? Now, I personally probably wouldn't deal well with one of those creatures attached to me. I would be willing to kill it by the end of the week. So, I mean, if you want five overprotective familiars that you can literally magically feel through a magical bond, feel free. That's your insanity. I don't judge. Maybe that's what we're missing is the absent-minded character who does have two familiars because he just needs two familiars to take care of him. I have to admit, that sounds kind of hilarious. Like, you know, what if you have an elder mage who's kind of a cat lady where she has like eight different familiars because she's that absent-minded, <laughs> that old, it takes that many to do it. Oh, missed opportunities. Hey, now there's still room in book two. Are familiars passed down? Like, how do they play into the social structure? If you have a dragon familiar, are they usually conjured by the same family pool? How do cool familiars transfer into wealth and power? What role do they play in socioeconomics? No, uh, familiars are never passed down. They are directly bonded to the mage that summons them. And if that mage dies, then the bond is broken. They're free. They leave. They do their own thing. Now, I mean, a familiar, if it gets really attached to the family, might choose to stay, but it's not bound to stay. Uh, That said, most of the time, uh, a mage's status is based more upon, can they even summon a familiar? Because some of them can't. They don't have enough magic ability to be able to do so, which means that they never fully pass the test. They become something that's kind of an in-between mage, you know, neutral kind of person. So... I mean, just having a familiar is a matter of a a status symbol. And you'll see in the books that there's a couple of mages that have lost their familiar, their first familiar that they summoned, and they refuse to summon another one. And they have a lot of peer pressure where people are telling them, you need to summon another familiar. You know, this does not reflect well upon you uh, because it's so much of a status symbol to the mage. Have there always been familiars? Where did they come from? Are they from a different realm of existence? Are they here of free will, like a symbiotic existence, or can their will be subjugated? Can they be forced to serve? Um, They cannot be forced. Now, the familiar bond is kind of like being a little bit bewitched. They are charmed into staying with that person. They are almost seduced into thinking the best of the other person but you know, you'll see very early on in the first book that while the the familiar is inclined to like the person that they're bound to it's not a matter of i must obey them i mean they get into arguments all the time with their mage you know, there's tons of free will there so it's not a matter of they must obey they choose to be with that person and sometimes you have familiars who are so disgusted with their mage's 
behavior that they don't choose to stick around them very often. Uh, you'll see that too, where <laughs> that plays out a little bit. But familiars actually come from their own world. Like they come from all over the place. Some familiars are summoned within a couple of miles of where the mage is. Um, the record, I believe, and I put it into the book somewhere, the familiar was literally across the world from the mage that summoned him. So, I mean, this doesn't has, have any effect on the summoning spell. And they are all types. Like, you guys gave me some really good suggestions, and I tried to use as many as I could. So, I mean, you've got unicorns, you've got dragons, you know, you've got griffins, you've got pygmy griffins. I thought that was fun. Um, you've got a quest coddle in there. There's, of course, you know, the more typical ones that we see as well, you know, the saber-toothed tiger. And there's one that was a, a wolf that's very cool. I had to play with her. But then you also have the sentient magical artifacts that are a thousand years old. And they choose to be bound to a mage. You'll see one of them as well. Um, so you've got a very wide variety, but they are all from that world. And it's very clearly written in the magical rules that if a familiar is bound to a mage and they are just done with this idiot, they are just out of there. They can choose to break the bond. It hurts like the dickens on both sides, especially if those two have gotten close, but they can choose to leave. That brings up an interesting question though, because it's typically an animal or an object. How would they go about communicating with someone that they wanted to break the bond? Well, in the case of the animals, uh, they use pretty good body language. Um, like, there's one case where the familiar just hates the mage he's with, so he refuses to go anywhere with him. Flat does not care. Like, is usually on the opposite side of the city from where his mage is. So, I mean, people are, are pretty clear on the fact that this familiar hates his mage. And if he went up to any mage and, you know, kind of tried to do any kind of indication that he was done, the mage would be honor bound to help him with that. So, I mean, the the animals find a way to, the, to communicate with their own mages all the time. They can communicate to the others as well. Now, with the, the magical artifacts, they have their own means of speaking as well. The magical staff that's in book two, he has a whole color code for words. And that's how he communicates with his mage. He does his whole rainbow light show to be able to talk to her. And, you know, granted, that took a while for his mage to learn the language, but she still managed. And now they talk quite fluently. In fact, even her uh, work partner understands about half of it just because he's been around those two for so long. So, I mean, they, they have to be able to communicate with their mage. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of species they are. They find ways to do it. Well, that's all the questions you guys asked us. I'm not sure what else we can share without giving too much away. You'll just have to wait till the end of the week. Uh, we hope you look forward to reading it. And in the meantime, this is Katie. And Honor. And we hope you have a wonderful day.